Hey everyone, welcome into the Fantasy Bros Football Podcast. I'm Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Tagliere, and we've got our Week 9 DFS show today. Our guest has won so much money playing DFS. Justin, have you passed a million dollars yet? I haven't, but I'm hoping that I'll win the World Fantasy Football Championship, and then I can come back on and say yes. <laughs> I, I'm sure that you are really close, because I've seen a lot of the big prizes that you've won. You've, you're killing it. Justin's on Twitter, at Justin McMahon, his name. I'm at Bobby Fantasy Pro. Tags is at Mike Taglier NFL. And Justin is the co-founder and CEO of DailyFantasyInsider.com. Justin, thanks for coming to the show, man. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm definitely going to be paying close attention to what Justin says on today's show. We're going to be talking FanDuel and DraftKings, mostly cash game lineups. We'll touch on GPP plays that we like at the end as well. And at the very end of the show, we'll give our locks of the week for cash games and our favorite GPP stack of the week. Tags, how's it going, buddy? It's good, dude. It's uh, I love Thursdays. Obviously, you know, the work week is just like we get to the point where we have football tonight. Uh, we're talking some DFS. So this is like the first chance I've had to like talk about the slate in depth where it's like I've had a chance to look at it. I've had a chance to research all the games like I'm ready, dude. All right, guys. So we're going to get to the meat of the show in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our lineup optimizer, which you are going to love. So three years ago, before I worked for Fantasy Pros, when I wanted to build 30 lineups, it would take me like five or six hours. With the optimizer, I exclude the players I'm not interested in, I tweak my preferences and select my preferred exposure rates, and boom, it's done in 30 minutes. I'm not joking. It saves me hours every week. With that multi-lineup generator, you can build 150 lineups at once. So what I like to do is I build like 50 with the stacks I've saved in the optimizer. Then I choose my 30 or 35 favorite to mass enter. It's really easy. You can check out the optimizer at fantasypros.com slash optimizer. So guys, this year, I feel like the pricing has been a lot better on running backs where we haven't had these guys that are 60, 70, 80% owned. I think that changes this week because we've got two players that I consider absolute locks at the running back position. On FanDuel, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be 70, 80% owned in cash games. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is is obviously in play. Uh, Justin, I kind of wrote it down in my article this week in saying that I feel like Kevin Costner from Draft Day when he says Christian McCaffrey no matter what. and I, I've been playing that way uh, recently and it's worked out. So, I, I mean, it's I'm struggling because Dalvin Cook is obviously a great play, but they're making you pay for him at 9,500. But Christian McCaffrey at 10K on DraftKings, like they're making you finally pay for him. But like knowing 2.5X value is typically what you need to cash. McCaffrey's hit that number in every ga- every non-Bucks game. Uh, the Bucks are the best run defense in the league. So what are you doing with McCaffrey and Cook this week? I think that you have to play McCaffrey. I, I do think it's like, you know, Cook is a great running back but that's really what he is he's a running back and McCaffrey is a receiver and a running back so uh the the most amazing stat about McCaffrey for me is that he's not even having a lot of expected fantasy points last week he had 13 expected fantasy points which is you know what an average player would do with your touches so the Panthers offense isn't even really getting him opportunities and he's just crushing with the opportunities that he gets he makes five guys miss. And he did it against San Francisco. I know. I mean, San Francisco, in my opinion, is the best defense in the league right now. I mean, the Patriots, we'll see when they play somebody that actually has an offense. Uh, but, it's you know, it's those two for me. And so for McCaffrey to put up numbers like that with low expected point total against the, with one of the best defenses in the league is unbelievable and to me totally justifies his 10k price tag so i wasn't i was not planning on playing christian mccaffrey because the other guy i was talking about is aaron jones uh aaron jones is a great price on DraftKings, seven thousand dollars so he's the seventh most expensive he's been the number one fantasy back since week one guys yeah no he's uh, he's a guy that like people ask me about trading him all the time i'm like i'm really hesitant to trade a guy that's leading the league in touchdowns that's attached to this offense uh that's seemingly getting better as the weeks go on like aaron Rodgers has looked better uh they don't even have like the receivers he's playing with right now it's kind of amazing that they are putting up the points they are and i do like aaron jones at 7k but uh it's tough man like i i <laughs> and we we're going to get to it in the show. It's just wide receiver is difficult this week. It's like there, it's almost like there's no lock plays, the guys that you feel like you need to. So I'm hoping that Justin uh, can come up with someone for us that we that we feel like you don't have to pay up to get in order to to feel good about in a cash lineup. Because if we want to pay up for these running backs, we have to find value at wide receiver. So I've been kind of looking back and forth. Like obviously, I like McCaffrey a lot. I like Aaron Jones. I like Le'Veon Bell at 7700. But what about like lower price guys? Like. I don't know. I don't even know if I consider Josh Jacobs low priced at 6,500. It's obviously a good matchup against Detroit, but 
would you guys look down to maybe like a Derrick Henry, a Melvin Gordon? These are 57 and, and like Melvin Gordon at 5,000. He's the one I'm contemplating here with the coaching change. I just feel like nothing but good can come out of this for the run game because the, the rushing attempts, they've only had average 15 a game in the last four weeks. I think they get back to the run game. This is still Melvin Gordon, guys. That was one of the big reasons that they got they switched coordinators or they got rid of Ken Wisenhunt. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's dead to me already, clearly. I have Melvin Gordon in all my season long teams and he's just he gets him going early and then he just You and me both, man. abandons it so fast. <laughs> yeah, that was actually partly because of you, Bobby, but I I I I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm six and two, so as long as Gordon can come around by playoffs, I will not be upset about having him. Hopefully you have a lot of shares of Dalvin Cook and Cooper Cup like I do, though, too. I don't. Those are guys I do not have. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah, the reason I'm not playing McCaffrey, guys, is because, well, this is on DraftKings. All the prices, by the way, that Tags has said are DraftKings prices. I'm using Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and Melvin Gordon in that order. I love the Christian McCaffrey play, too, but I can only play three of these guys. And Melvin Gordon at 5000 in DraftKings. That is an absolute steal, guys. Yeah, that's a really good price for him. Against Green Bay, too. He can't stop anybody. Another guy that I think people are going to kind of sleep on just because his team is trash is Mark Walton. But he got like 80% of the snaps for the Dolphins. He actually had a, like 15 expected fantasy points uh, against a much better team than the Jets. So, you know, if, if he keeps up that kind of market share in that offense, 4,500 on DraftKings for him uh, with his pass catching ability, he's, you know, he's, he's basically Joe Mixon without name recognition. He's on a horrible team. He plays 80% of snaps um, and he's underpriced, but game script proof. Yeah. Game script proof. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, Mark Walton's a fine play. Um, and, and I could actually see the Dolphins scoring. They're projected to score 20 points by Vegas um, and Carolina. Carolina's projected to score 22. So, I mean, obviously McCaffrey's no, uh, he's not c- comparable to Walton, but a guy who's on the field that much for an offense expected to score that much. Uh, hard not to like him for 4,500. That's really interesting. Yeah, Tags was talking yesterday about Mark Walton going up against the Jets, who are now missing Leonard Williams, one of their best run stoppers. C.J. Mosley's out 6-7 weeks too. I don't think this is a bad call at all. Now, Tags, I'm only focused on the four we've talked about, but if you're expanding outside of those guys, I'm going to say them again, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, where would you go? Uh, I mentioned Derrick Henry is someone that I do like this week at 5,700. Like he's getting, a, he's playing a lot of snaps. Uh, Deion Lewis is essentially gone. Like he's, he's just not playing any snaps. He's not getting any work. And with Ryan Tannehill under center, they've kind of gone back to Henry as the workhorse. Carolina is not necessarily a tough matchup for running backs anymore. Um, they've, they've kind of moved things around. They've kind of been like this hybrid three, four, four, three scheme. Uh, and Henry, they have a lot, a lot of big plays in the ground. So I'm, I'm anticipating Henry being able to break something. He's been and in like the years past, he's actually gotten better as the years gone on too. Um, I do like him. I like like Philip Lindsay at 5,300. Uh, again, I think Denver's going to run the ball a lot in that game. They are at home against a struggling Browns team that I, I think they're going to continue to struggle to put points on the board. So Lindsay has totaled at least 15 touches in all but two games. So getting him at 5,300 makes tons of sense. And uh, the one play I'm going to mention in case of, because we don't have all the injury information just yet, but Jalen Samuels at 4K, he'd be a lock in cash games uh, if James Conner is out. James Conner did miss practice yesterday. So even if James Conner does come back, like this could be a situation where he's limited and the Colts kind of suit Jalen Samuels' role really well. Uh, they struggle against pass catching backs ever since um, they, the, the coaching change last year. Uh, they've really struggled against running backs who can catch balls out of the backfield. And he's not really running back. He's a tight end playing running back. Yeah, pretty much. He's kind of <laughs> like that hybrid. So yeah, I, I do like Jalen Samuels at 4K if James Conner misses. All right, guys, we've got some more running backs to talk about for cash games. But first, I have to tell you about this amazing offer. You guys seriously aren't going to believe this. If you're a new user at BetMGM, you can place a $1 bet on the Patriots' money line against the Ravens this weekend. And if the Patriots score at least one point, regardless of whether or not they win, BetMGM is going to pay you $100. It's almost like free money. We looked it up, and the Patriots have only been shut out twice in 275 starts in Brady's career, and both of those were during the early portion of his career. The only stipulations to this are, number one, you have to be a new user at BetMGM. And number two, you have to be physically located in New Jersey when making the bet. You don't need to live in New Jersey, but you have to be there when you make the bet. Again, take advantage of this special offer at fantasypros.com slash patriots. You named a lot of interesting names. Our model loves Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Philip Lindsay at the prices they're at. But there's one guy we haven't mentioned that I expect to be very heavily owned this week. It's Le'Veon Bell going up against Miami. 
Justin, do you think he's a good player? Do you think there's just going to be too much exposure out there? There could definitely be too much exposure, but one thing that's encouraging is that Miami is dead last in the NFL with allowing running backs to catch passes. Um, they allow 55% more than league average, which is shocking considering that the game scripts that they face should always force running backs to not be running routes. So that to me is really interesting and considering that that's a really close game, I think you could go with like a Mark Walton, Le'Veon Bell stack and just kind of hope that they go back and forth and, you know, they're both game skirt proof. So you, no matter which side of that you're, you know, the, the lead falls to, it really won't matter. And uh, those two teams are two of the worst teams defending running backs out of the backfield and both those guys catch passes. So if you want to have a reason to enjoy watching a Dolphins Jets game on Sunday, then that's that's the move. <laughs> There are legitimately six running backs that I like better than any wide receiver this week. And it's almost good that there's no like locks at wide receiver this week because that means I can spend up without guilt just knowing I'm going to spend down and I'm not going to feel good about anybody at wide receiver. So I might as well just take some shots. I've pretty much played every single slate that way. I've had a flex running back every <laughs> single week. Probably yeah. will. Probably will all year long. And uh, I've yeah, I've pretty much punted wide receiver every time I need I need money somewhere else. Yeah, FanDuel's catching on to that too, by the way. Like they're putting wide receivers cheaper and cheaper. They're making running backs more expensive. And uh, DraftKings hasn't done it yet. And Joe Holka was on our show uh, a couple weeks back and he said basically with the with the volume that guys like Christian McCaffrey are getting, uh, he's like, those guys should be like 11, 12K is basically what you should be paying in terms of the opportunity. He's like, granted, obviously that would get to the point where it's it's really tough to play them. But wide receivers like... I mean, it's just too volatile, right? And it's a volatile position, just kind of like tight end this year, where it's like you just pay up for the running backs and you try and figure out the value spots where these wide receivers can, you know, have a high floor in terms of their target share. It used to be like that, though. Like two years ago, Tags, I remember Le'Veon Bell was sitting at 11K and Ezekiel Elliott was sitting at 10.8. And we were like, well, you got to use these guys every week because they're getting 25 touches and they're still hitting value every single week. So these guys all being under $10,000 and Christian McCaffrey being... He's on pace for one of the best fantasy seasons of all time. I think you almost have to play him every week until his price rises to that 11K mark. Yeah, and I don't know that it ever will. I remember talking to someone from DraftKings about this. I said, hey, if there's a guy who's 50% on every single week like McCaffrey is, you know, why are you not raising his price until his ownership falls down into a normal range? And they said, well, we don't want to take away every single edge or else, you know, then the high stakes guys aren't going to mass enter anymore, enter at the volume that they would before. Basically, they're admitting, like, hey, we know McCaffrey is an edge every single week. We know that we're giving him to you way too cheap, and that's just something that we're doing so that the good players can keep beating all the bad players. So Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome awesome for us and everyone listening to this show. Not awesome for the bad players. It, it really does confirm, though, that just not playing the top running backs is just a terrible strategy. And if you look at the <laughs> sharpest players in the league, I mean— it's always three running backs, then you know, running back in the flex, and then stud running backs. If like all the guys that are just locked into big volume, and the only time that you know I'll pay down is like when it's Tevin Coleman or Sony Michelle, who I know is going to get all the goal line touches, um, or I'll pay down for like a Mark Wallen guy who's game script proof. Or like when Leonard Fournette was stupid cheap, <laughs> and he was—he's still stupid cheap. He still is really cheap. You know Leonard Fournette. This is an unbelievable stat. He has uh, 11 more expected fantasy points than the next best player in the entire NFL. What? Yeah. He He's has, like RB6 right now. Yeah, but it's because he has one touchdown and everybody else in the top 10 has like six or more. Doesn't he have like 25 red zone carries too? Yeah. No, it's unbelievable. Last week, <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> last week he scored a touchdown and I'm like, okay, well, let's see how they're going to call this back. And unbelievably, the ref comes running in, marking him down at the one yard line. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, the Ford progress stopped for a quarter of a second. And so I, I decided to rule him down. Amazing. And then they called like a toss play where he lost seven yards on the next play. It was insane. All right, guys, let's go to the wide receiver position. We talked about eight or nine running backs. So you guys have some options there. There are some plays that we would all definitely recommend above the others, though. So the wide receiver position, it's totally different this week on FanDuel and DraftKings because of the price points. Let's start on DraftKings. Who are some of your favorite values tags? 
Uh, values. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite plays? Yeah, I was gonna say like Chris Godwin's one of my favorites, but he's seventy three hundred. So you're like you're paying. He he's probably gonna be the highest owned, but I don't. I won't have the money to pay up for that. Yeah, I mean it's that's that's the question, right? Is like if you could put if I put McCaffrey in there and I play Gordon at five k, and then I and I get one of these other running backs like a Derrick Henry or Philip Lindsay around five, I could probably get him in. So he's probably like if you're gonna pay up, I think he's the one I would go to. I have some stats on Chris Godwin. I'll get to in a second, uh, but. DJ Moore is someone I'm paying attention to quite a bit. This matchup against Tennessee, if Adoree Jackson misses this game, I will play DJ Moore in cash at 4,800. His, his target share has been solid, man. Like he's seen at least eight targets in each of the last three games. Kyle Allen is playing for his job. And as we saw last week with the with the Bucks, when Adoree Jackson is out, it's like LaShawn Sims is re- required to go into the starting lineup. Malcolm uh, Butler is not very good. So DJ Moore is like that possession style receiver that you can kind of rely on for a semi-high floor. And at 4,800, you're essentially looking for 10, 11 PPR points. That's a number he can definitely hit even, you know, even with Kyle. Allen under center. He's got that in five out of seven games this year, but it concerns me because Christian McCaffrey eats up all the touchdowns. Like, where's the upside? Well, that's the thing is like, eventually there's going to be some regression that kicks in with, with McCaffrey in terms of touchdowns. Like that's something I expect at some point, but McCaffrey, he just, again, you just keep playing him and you just deal with, if he has a down week, it's like literally like a a 5% scenario where that happens uh, over the past 16 games. So, but DJ Moore, like I said, this depends on a Dory Jackson because if Jackson plays, they've been a tough team against wide receivers. Uh, So I'm paying attention, but I do like DJ Moore at 4,800. Tags, do you remember when you bet against Christian McCaffrey? I do, and that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. And I said, you know, and it was funny because last week on the podcast, Bobby, you were the one saying, I'm not playing McCaffrey. And I'm like, I will never, ever go against McCaffrey again. I ended up playing him. You talked me into it, dude. It's it's just, it, you you have to play him right now. But um, Justin, what are your thoughts on DJ Moore right now? So, yeah, I actually, I think I give the edge to Curtis Samuel. I like everything that you said about the matchup, but for me, it's Curtis Samuel. He's $500 cheaper. And if you look at weeks one and two, DJ Moore had, you know, a lot more volume. He had 12 more expected fantasy points than Curtis Samuel. But from weeks three to eight, uh, Curtis Samuel has had over 20 more expected fantasy points than Moore. Um, so the, even like if you go back like the last five weeks, almost every week, Samuel's volume has just really been better. The quality of his targets has been better. I don't know if it's his fault or Kyle Allen's fault, but they're just not connecting. But he's been one of my buy low guys for weeks. I've been you know, waiting for the Curtis Samuel breakout game. Every week I've been betting this prop on my bookie that's like five to one odds. Curtis Samuel will have 70 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, it should hit. Like that does not, five to one (laughs) odds seems insane for this guy. Like the volume that he's getting, but. He did that like every game last year. He hit it for me in week six. He had exactly 70 yards and a touchdown, which was clutch. And, uh, but I've been waiting for him. Like last week he had 11 targets, only got me 46 yards. Um, but I'm, I'm just waiting for his big breakout game. I don't even consider that week six against Tampa Bay. He had 24 fantasy points. I don't even consider that his ceiling. I think he could go absolutely nuts. Um, unfortunately he's questionable right now. He didn't practice this week, but, uh, if he does end up playing and Jackson misses, then it's just the perfect storm. So on our free uh, Fantasy Pros cheat sheet, I've got it open for uh, for DraftKings, sorted by wide receiver. I have it uh, scaled up to only show people with at least five projected points. And these projected points that you're seeing are the consensus projections. You've got like four or five projection systems that all go into this. And as a whole, they're saying Curtis Samuel at his price point is by far the best value. He's $350 per projected point. That's insane value. I... I don't know if I could patch that up in cash games on DraftKings. Yeah, I think if he's healthy and he plays, I think he's a lock in cash. I could see DJ Moore as well, but to me, Moore is like a bit more of a GPP pivot. Um, but I still, you know, I still like him as a play. I'm like, I'm like flip flop with you guys. Like, I like Samuel Moore as a tournament play because I think he has the bigger play, like the big play potential. Uh, where it's like his target floor has been a little bit lower. He's finished with 53 yards or less in all but two of his games this year. Whereas like DJ Moore has been a little more consistent, and, and you're paying 500 more for him, so I get it. Um, and it, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Samuel's a bad play at all. I just think he's better for tournaments where Moore is like the safer option in cash. Could we just play both of them and say wherever the targets go, we're gonna get the points? And McCaffrey? Yes. So Greg Olson will have a career game. Yeah, I know. Greg Olson, like I, I've highlighted this too. Like Greg Olson in non-Cardinals, non-Bucks games, he's been terrible. Like legit, like like 17 yards a game, I think the average is. But so that's like tight end nine. I, I want to go back to Bruce Godwin for a second because I found something really interesting when researching that game. I'm going to read it like directly out of my article. 
Mike Evans against zone coverage this year has netted just 7.9 yards per target, no touchdowns. Winston has thrown three interceptions and has a 32.4 quarterback rating when targeting him. All right. Godwin has posted 14 and a half yards per target against zone with four touchdowns. And Winston has a perfect 158.3 quarterback rating when targeting him versus zone. Going back to last year, Mike Evans was his the quarterback rating when targeting him was twenty points higher versus men. When last year Godwin was his uh, his quarterback rating when targeting Godwin against zone was forty points higher than it was versus men. So it's like everything here is pointing to Chris Godwin because the Seahawks run a lot of zone coverage. They're one of the more zone heavy teams in the league. So I think Godwin's a good cash play. I think he's a great tournament play. And Mike Evans is someone that I'm actually fading. Yeah, I could not agree more. I actually, I was expecting you to read a different set of stats. So that is awesome that you came with that because I'm with you on an, on like a different uh, aspect of it, which is just that like, and this totally plays into the zone versus man thing, but um, it's like the regions on the field that Seattle allows receptions are is exactly where Godwin runs his routes and where Seattle doesn't really allow anything is where Evans routes take him. Um, so it's kind of the same thing, just rephrased, but I am totally with you. I think Godwin's the best wide receiver play on the slate. Hey guys, I just saw something. We need to go back to running back just really quick because Christian McCaffrey missed practice yesterday with a knee injury. Like why were they running him out there down 40 points against the 49ers? They pulled him in the early in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He was playing into the fourth quarter down 40 points. That's still too long. And now he's banged up. I don't think he's banged up. I think this is like legitimately just them giving him some rest. Did you see, did you see Sony Michelle get hurt with three minutes left in a 30 point win on for the Patriots? <laughs> I mean, that might be a blessing in disguise for the Patriots. I think he's fine, but he did like limp off the field. He looks bad. He's, I mean, he's obviously getting points because the Garrett Blunt got points for the Patriots. Like whoever their goal line back is, is going to be awesome. But yeah, he does not look good. Um, one other guy that I really like on DraftKings before I give a couple of FanDuel takes, Mike Williams at 4,600. Yeah, he's been, Bobby, you know, we've been picking him every single week. You and I are just waiting for him to regress and he, he dropped so many balls last week. It just drove me insane. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad <laughs> game for him, for sure. He's got more targets, more receptions, more receiving yards, more air yards than Keenan Allen in the last month. Yeah, part of that is due to the way that they're playing him. Um, they don't respect him at all, and they're double covering. <laughs> they're double covering Keenan Allen, and I can't say that I blame him after watching Mike Williams play the last few weeks. I I think he has huge upside. I think he has massive potential. But not, you're not using them in cash games. Is that what you're saying? I don't think I can. He just, he, the thing is, if the defense were to start playing, if any team says, hey, we're going to play a normal defense, then I think it's Keenan Allen day he destroys. And there, so there were three games. It was weeks four, five, and six where Keenan Allen faced brutal coverage. He had eight or less expected fantasy points in all three of those games. That's where Mike Williams had his chance. He had 24 expected fantasy points, 16 and did nothing with them. And then the last two weeks, it's back to Allen having 20 and 19 XFP and Mike Williams down to 11.3 in both of the last two games. So the, the box scores are a little deceiving because Rivers is, has been bad. Like he's just been flat out terrible and, and the guys aren't catching the balls. So it's, it's really skewing the actual results from the expected fantasy points. But I think that the defenses have started to kind of shift back to like, we don't need to play Keenan, overplay Keenan that much um, because Evans is getting open. Hunter Henry was getting open. So I think that they kind of shifted back a little bit um, to playing a little bit more normal of a defense. And I feel like we, I feel like Mike Evans missed his window. I hate to say it, Bobby, because I have him in my season long teams, but I'm starting, I'm starting to sour on him. Tags, you seem to like Alshon Jeffrey on the start sit show yesterday. He's going up against the Chicago Bears. $5,000, and he's been really consistent. Is he someone on your radar for cash games? In terms of value, he's popping up as someone that's like a value play um, at 5K, but I don't know if I feel comfortable doing it. And that's like, it's like one of those players that like anytime you get to and you're like, well, looking at the numbers, Alshon Jeffrey should be considered a cash play. If he's like, he's finished as a top 36 wide receiver in all but one game that he's played the whole game. It's like, why don't we? Well, he's also Anthony Davis. Like he's going to get an injury in the first quarter when we was if he had a different name, would we like him? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, like the target share is there. He has a good quarterback throwing the ball. Um, if Deshaun Jackson comes back, I think it actually helps Alshon Jeffrey. I don't. I, I don't think I'd. I don't know. I don't think I could play him over DJ Moore. Uh, it's close though, actually. Like I don't. 
and like you said it might, it might be the name thing because like thinking about it it's like dj Moore. it's like we, we're chasing the targets the, the higher floor it may not be sexy because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns jeffrey probably has higher touchdown probability than dj Moore. and he's getting all the targets yeah i, I think jeffrey's a good play i'm going to talk about some guys on FanDuel really quick that i'm fond of uh, marvin jones at 5700 so that that sounds like a lot compared to the DraftKings prices because wide receiver prices are still more expensive on on FanDuel. That's the 27th most expensive wide receiver. Our consensus projections have him as the number 15 wide receiver this week. Just same with John Brown, number 20 most expensive at 6,200. We project him to be the wide receiver 11 against Washington this week. And then a guy we haven't talked about. I think he'll be popular on both sides. I don't know why we haven't mentioned him yet. What do you guys think about Kenny Galladay at Oakland this week? Justin, you first. Yeah, he's he's been popular. You know, his ownership always ends up being higher than I'm kind of expecting it to be. He's got like a fan club of people who play him no matter what, and uh, I can't say I blame him. Uh, he has he gets great volume. He's an elite red zone threat. The thing that takes me off of him a little bit is that the models that I look at absolutely hate him. Like they 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 haven't ranked really low. Like I was expecting to see him in the top fifteen. And I'm seeing him kind of low. So I still have to dig into that more and try to figure out why that might be. But Is that because he's been so volatile this year? I mean, he had one game with 17, 17 receiving yards, two fantasy points, another one with 21 and two fantasy points. It does feel like Stafford just kind of picks and chooses at random who he wants to make the guy that week. Like last week he came out and it was like, okay, is this Danny Amendola week? Like his first like six <laughs> targets were to Danny Amendola and it was just bizarre. And he did that with Hawkinson in week one, Marvin Jones in week seven. Yeah. So that scares me a little bit. I was like, if I'm going to pay a lot for a guy and I want it to be like Michael Thomas, who I just, I know for sure is going to be targeted. And God, does scare me a little bit, but I think he's a great GBP play because he has more upside than anyone. So, Tags, if we're paying up for Chris Godwin, is is there anybody else at wide receiver worth paying up for? Uh, I just mentioned Kenny Galladay. What about Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson against Philadelphia? I like that matchup. Yeah, Allen Robinson's a good one at 6,800. He's getting targeted a lot. And, like, going back to the playoff game against uh, the Eagles last year, he killed him. Like, I think he had, like, 10 receptions for 143 yards in that game. I know the Bears want to get to the stick to the run, but against the Eagles, they're not going to be able to run the ball very well. So I do like Allen Robinson at 68. It's just I'll I'll, I'll find my way up to Godwin at, at 73 uh, at that point. It's just uh, it's difficult to fit both those guys in the lineup. So that I mean, I do like Robinson. It's just I, I can't like him more than Godwin, I don't think. Sure, that's fair. Justin, any other any really cheap players that you're fond of this week? Uh, I was going to go with another kind of more expensive guy, um, just just off of the Mike Williams conversation we we're just having, I, I actually really like Keenan Allen at 6,400. I think he's had five bad weeks in a row in the box score, but I think that the volume has shifted in the last two, and it's I don't think that's being appreciated enough. Even though he was playing hurt too. Yeah, yeah, he was playing hurt, but I think he looks pretty healthy. I think he's practicing in full, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the Packers are a matchup I really like for an elite receiver because they don't make any effort to take away the team's top receiver. Like against Amari Cooper, they let him go for 226 yards and a touchdown on 14 targets. They let Gallup get 14 targets too. Against the Lions, Kenny Galladay was the guy who beat him. Against the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill was the guy who beat him. It's like the number one receiver, they just, you know, they don't really give him any special attention. So if that continues against Keenan Allen, I, f- I think he's by far the most talented. Uh, and I think it, they'll finally start connecting with him again. Tags, I don't see any really cheap options. Like usually there's a guy hovering around you know, $3,800 that we can play. I think if you're going cheap, it's Curtis Samuel. Who do you like? Cole Beasley, 4,100. I'm not opposed to it, man. Like, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That's what I'm saying. Like the dude has nine, at least nine PPR points in all but one game this year. I I thought you were going to say Demarius Thomas, your boy. I would mention him as well. I mean, (laughs) I'm serious. Like everybody laughs about it, but I'm like, Demarius (laughs) Thomas is not a bad play at 4k. Like he's been fine. Yeah. He's been fine. If you're looking for targets, like he's been targeted. He's going against the dolphins this week. I mean, I, I know that people are down on Sam Darnold and I understand it. I get it. I know why you're like frustrated because you've watched in the last couple of weeks, but the Patriots and the Jaguars defense are different than the Dolphins. <laughs> yes, they are. And does Avian Howard's out now? Like they have nobody. They really, they have nobody. And that's the thing. So Robbie Anderson, it's like, he's not a possession receiver. He's not going to rack up seven catches in a game. That's just not who he is. So it's like, you start looking around and I know there's, there's a lot of different options there. So it's like, it's possible, especially with Herndon potentially coming back. That does cloudy things. So I, I might say that Cole Beasley is probably the safer option, but, uh, Dolphins have been good against the slot too, so it's not going to be a Jameson Crowder week. Well, not good, but much better than they've been against uh, outside wide receivers. What about Preston Williams against the Jets? He's really cheap too. My boy. <laughs> yeah, I love Preston Williams. Yeah. <laughs> and so inefficient. 
Yes, he is. Well, he plays he for the plays Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, I know, but Devontae <laughs> Parker's 200 more. Devontae Parker's been better. He has been better. Especially with Fitzpatrick. He's pretty good at football. But Tags, we look sharper if we pick uh, Preston Williams. <laughs> I think we look sharper <laughs> if we don't pick any Dolphins players. <laughs> uh, any other wide receivers you guys want to talk about? I really like the Demarius Thomas call, Tags. I, I think that's a... I've been, I've been waiting for him to break out, but like you said, he had horrible matchups. Um, but I think he, he kind of looks like Darnold's favorite target. So... Um, I, I definitely like the fact that he was able to put up 105 yards in the last two weeks and brutal matchups makes me think maybe he could torch the Dolphins. I mean, the last time he was healthy last year, he wasn't healthy and he switched teams midseason. The last time he was healthy, he put up 950 yards like he's he was a really good wide receiver not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Achilles thing worried me. I, I wasn't drafting him anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Like looking at the target share and knowing the matchup, it's like, and I, I've said this before, and it's totally narrative street, but I love narratives. I love talking about this stuff. It's what we do. Adam Gase going against his former team. If there's like any coach out there that's petty enough to like, literally, I'm going to stomp on your throat. It's it's Adam Gase, <laughs> like for sure. And so even if they jump, they're going to lose by 20, man. And it is going to be hilarious. I would laugh. I mean, it would help Demarius Thomas if they <laughs> did this is this game is literally the toilet bowl and i am really excited about it like <laughs> dan, dan harris is gonna cry when they lose no no there's gonna be some like good performances that come out of this game yeah and i think thomas is the guy they they people might forget that they they now don't have minka fitzpatrick Xavier howard and the keep to leave is on the ir who they just got so <laughs> i don't even know who they're gonna run out there and they're already the worst oh dude i listed the i listed the cornerbacks in my article and i said i did not make these names up and it, it's like <laughs> names that nobody's gonna know yeah that's bad justin be be honest would you rather go up against the miami dolphins secondary right now or the houston texans secondary i'm going texans you'd (laughs) rather be facing the texans if you're on offense i'd rather be facing the texans secondary (laughs) with my quarterback are they that bad i mean they lost like what four guys in their secondary right now and they were already bad to begin with yeah that's true and jj watts not rushing the quarterback anymore this is it's the worst secondary in football right now but the thing is, the Dolphins are willing to call a zero blitz on third and 20 to give you a free <laughs> touchdown. They're, they're willing to give it to you. <laughs> I forgot about that play was so bad. Like, they should have been fined. They should have been fined a first-round pick for that. They should have. Yeah, I agree. They should, that should just be like, okay, this is this, you're clearly tanking, and this is unacceptable. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the next position here in just a second. But first, I wanted to remind you all, the contest ends tonight. We're giving away a signed Julian Edelman Patriots helmet. Go to fantasypros.com slash contest for details. All you really have to do, though, is leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and send a screenshot of that review to contest at fantasypros.com. We're going to be picking one lucky listener tonight, October 31st at 11.59 Eastern Time. Again, that's fantasypros.com slash contest. And we're able to do that contest thanks to pristineauction.com who gave us the helmet. You guys are going to love Pristine Auction. First of all, go there, sign up for free, and enter the registration code fantasy pros all one word it's going to get you five dollars off and it's going to tell them we sent you their way that way we can keep doing these helmet giveaways and at pristine auction there's all kinds of great values you just have to look for them and you're going to find them you're going to find something you love for your cave from your team and everything's guaranteed authentic from only the most trusted sources check out pristineauction.com p-r-i-s-t-i-n-e auction.com Okay, guys, let's go to the tight end position, and it is totally different, again, between FanDuel and DraftKings, because on DraftKings, you can go get a tight end for 3100 bucks, who's a top 12 tight end this week. On FanDuel, uh, you almost have to spend up because it's like, well, TJ Hawkinson, the guy I was just talking about on DraftKings, he's $5,000. That would be really expensive on DraftKings, so let's start in DraftKings. Are you spending down for a TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz? Um, it's crazy that Zach Ertz is someone you can spend down on $4,700 or are you going up and getting one of the big boys, Justin? Uh, I'll probably spend down because I think I want to play Godwin and Keenan Allen and I want to spend on running back. So I have to punt tight end. I'm kind of hoping that I can play Cameron Bright. Um, that would be nice if I could use him again, but yeah, I think you got to go down. There's, there's guys down there. Like you could go with Noah Font, maybe, um, you know, the Goddard Ertz situation, it's frustrating. I, I kind of hate watching it. If you pick one of those guys, is there any more two players that look more similar and run the same routes than Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz? Every time one of them catches the ball, I think it's the other one. So if I don't, if I don't watch that game, I could tolerate picking them. But if I have that game on, I can't have them. I'll tell you who looks more like it's uh, Daryl Williams and Damian Williams because they have the same build and their jersey says the same words. Mm-hmm. 
It's really frustrating. <laughs> I once drunkenly picked Daryl Williams yeah. uh, for one of my Millie Maker lines like three weeks ago. On Saturday night, I was building lines with friends, and I was like, wow, Damian Williams is so cheap. <laughs> so I picked him. And the next day, I, I was watching the game. You just first... flushed money down the toilet, dude. I did, but the funny part is in the first quarter, Daryl Williams caught a 51-yard pass. And I said to my friend, oh, man, I thought it was going to be Damian and it was Daryl. And I opened my lineup and I was like, oh, they gave me the points for it. And that's how, <laughs> that's how I realized that I had Daryl. It was pretty funny. All right, Tex, what are you doing at the tight end position, man? I, Cameron Brait's a good name. I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, and O.J. Howard did not practice yesterday, so I'm guessing. Uh, Brait is the cheap option. Like, So I, I actually, this week I did it tiers. Like, If you're playing cash and you're thinking about tight ends, I did it in tiers, and I said I'd play Cameron Brait if you're, if you're looking to pay down. 3100 is not bad at all. Uh, Joe Smith is the medium option at 3,800. I do like him. I'm not expecting Delaney Walker to play, and that's why I'm okay with him at 3,800. And then if you want to pay a little bit more, I'd go Zach Ertz at 4,700. The guy still... He's one target behind Travis Kelsey on the year, guys. Production will follow at some point. You know, I, I understand it's frustrating, but at the tight end position, what we pay for is we pay for targets. And if we had a tight end that was that was like legitimately almost leading the league in targets at 4,700, and if it, you took away his name, we'd be playing him. And uh, so I'm not chasing the production with Dallas Goddard. I'm going to chase the actual targets with Ertz. And uh, yeah, at 4,700, he's actually a really good play. Uh, he's, he might be, I mean, I don't know if he's better in tournaments or not, but I... I'm guessing a lot of sharp people play him. So over on FanDuel, our model, uh, it's it's like the running back position. Like if you pay up for tight ends, you're going to get some great values. The best values for tight end, Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz. Guys, I'm going with Darren Waller, who still gets a ton of targets for Oakland. Like we like Derek Carr this week, at least I do. And he's going up against Detroit. Uh, this it's good matchup. $532 per projected point. That's a great value. I'm going with Darren Waller. Yeah, I do like Waller, and the thing the thing that's cool about Waller is he's like McCaffrey, where he could get 12 expected fantasy points, and he'll still get you 20, because he's such a ridiculous athlete. He forces so many missed tackles, and they also give him a lot of bubble screens, which you never see from tight ends, so he just has like a ridiculous floor. But he is expensive, and I just don't know if I can fit him. I think he's the best like raw points play at tight end, um, but I think I may end up on Zach Ertz just for the savings. Um, like tags, like you said, Ertz is actually between weeks three and seven, he had between 10.5 and 12.1 expected fantasy points in all five of those weeks. So his targets are just super consistent. It's not spiking. It's not falling. It's just he's right, you know, status quo. But like you said, he just can't haul him in for whatever reason. But, you know, we know he's talented and, and he should eventually regress. Anyone else you guys like at the tight end position? I, I guess I want to mention Hunter Henry because he's going up against Green Bay. And Green Bay does have a good secondary. But it's a, a secondary that funnels targets to the tight end position. They're just not as good there, and they're a lot better on the outside. I think Henry's a good play. I just prefer Waller if I'm spending up. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, Waller would be my choice as well. Like the targets, we've seen it for a longer period of time, where it's like Hunter Henry's only been back for a couple of weeks. It, I mean, they're really uh, slow-paced team, uh, the Chargers. So it's like. There's always a risk of like lower play, and like I, I we do expect them to go more run heavy uh, with the interim head co- interim coordinator. Uh, so yeah, I would I would say Waller. Justin, I can't wait to find out what you're doing at the quarterback position on DraftKings. On Vandal, it's really easy. I, I I think we'll get there in a moment. But on DraftKings, Philip Rivers is fifty one hundred dollars this week. You've got Brandon Allen down at forty one hundred dollars. Are you going to get cute? Or are you spending up a little bit? I often get cute at quarterback. I'd like spending up earlier in the season. I felt like they were underpricing Lamar Jackson, so I felt like you could just keep picking him and, and you'd be fine. But now it's like 7100 for Russell Wilson. Like I, I don't know. So you're starting to really push. Who might throw the ball 15 times in any given game. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the whole Seattle team is tough with their 29-point team total. I think it's like the highest on the slate. But they last week, Rashad Penny stole a lot of work from Chris Carson. And I don't think people realize how lucky they got with Carson when Penny took the carry from the four-yard line down to the one, and then they brought Carson in. I don't think people realize how close they were to getting a huge bust game from Carson. So, and the same thing is can be said for Wilson. Like any you know any given week, he could just not throw it enough. So I think I will go down to somebody like Derek Carr, maybe Philip Rivers, maybe all the way down to Brandon Allen. Although his own teammates having quotes like. I'm not going to base my opinion on him off of how he looks on scout team. 
I mean, that's a bad quote. Like, if you don't look good on scout team at all, and now you're starting against, I mean, against Cleveland, sure, but against an NFL team, that scares me. But yeah, 4,000 for a guy taking all the snaps is hard to resist. Yeah, he needs uh, 12 points against a Cleveland Browns secondary that hasn't been especially good. I think he'll probably get that. But I mean, if you can get more than 3x value out of one of these guys, Derek Carr is a, is a good situation on, on DraftKings. Uh, I think I would rather go with that. Now, Tex, who do you like? I think the lowest I'm willing to go is Jameis Winston. And I know that people like in cash. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Winston over the last five weeks, he's finished as a top 16 quarterback in every game, uh, three top 10 finishes. They're going into Seattle. And um, if you guys did not know this game, I love the over like it. So it's, it, it was a 51 and a half last I checked. Uh, but this game, like, so if you look at the list of the quarterbacks that the Seahawks have played, uh, it's kind of ridiculous. They've allowed, uh, QB 14 or better in six of eight games and the quarterbacks they played well the two that didn't hit that mark were Mason Rudolph and Teddy Bridgewater uh, the other quarterbacks they played Andy Dalton again Rudolph Teddy Bridgewater Kyler Murray Jared Goff Baker Mayfield Lamar Jackson Matt Schaub like that's not good like it's terrible and if you look on the Bucks side of things too like Russell Wilson's a fantastic play because the Bucks like they stopped the run so well uh the, the list of quarterbacks that the Bucks have played this year is even worse Jimmy Garoppolo Cam Newton Daniel Jones Jared Goff Teddy Bridgewater Kyle Allen and Ryan Tannehill like what the hell is like careful you're gonna get 49ers people really mad at you for throwing Jimmy Garoppolo in that list they think he's so good, man. <laughs> 49ers fans understand that he's not the reason that they're undefeated. He's not even close. Uh, that's not what I've seen in my notifications, dude. They're all about Jimmy G. No, he's no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's not been good. And well, the thing is, both of these two teams are pass funnel defenses. You can't run against them. You're going to have to pass. What does that mean? That means more pa- more plays because yep. the clock's going to stop. I love this game from an over-under perspective, and I think it's one to attack in DFS. That's why Jameis at 61, I think that it's a fair price for him. All right, guys, over on FanDuel, I'm going Matthew Stafford against Oakland Tags. We've talked about this. He's our number three quarterback this week, and he's not a bad price whatsoever over there. Yeah, he's 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 priced so high, 6,800 on DK. I. I don't know if I could pay it. I don't think he's a bad play. I think he's a better tournament play. Justin, do you like Stafford this week? I do like Stafford. I think he's a good play. I'm thinking Rivers because, you know, at least for tournaments, I want to pair him with Keenan Allen. And I also think that this is one of those classic situations where everyone's going to be like, oh, the the new coach said that, you know, or the new coordinator said he wants to run the ball more. And it's like, yeah, that's easy to say. But if you fall behind the Green Bay, then you have to pass. So... I don't know. I I think that narrative could scare people off of the Rivers-Allen combo, uh, which has a lot of upside. All right, guys, let's go on over to the DST position. And uh, this just feels like a crapshoot every week, especially in DraftKings, because they price the DST so well. It's like everybody's the same value. Do you want to go all the way down to Washington at at Josh Allen, 1,800? Have to do it. Josh, the, the Bills are the seventh best uh, matchup for defenses this year. They've allowed the seventh most points. Allen's taken sacks every single week of the entire season. Um, you know, he's a he's a stud. He's a playmaker, but he's also makes some bad plays and some bad decisions. And the Redskins are so cheap. Like, and it's not like they've been bad either. They give up 16 points, nine points in week seven against the 49ers, 19 against the Vikings. In the last four weeks, they've got uh, 14 sacks. This is not a horrible defense. That's expected to be like the coldest and windiest game. It's it's probably going to just be a slugfest. Like you're not going to lose. You're not going to get negative. They're not going to give up. I mean, I say this, but, you know, they're not even close to projected. They're not projected to come even close to giving up like 30 which or 28 or whatever you'd need to start losing points from your defense. They've, they've Redskins have been generating sacks. I mean, the last four games, they've had three, two, five, and four. And those are against teams like San Francisco, New England, like teams that aren't even pass heavy against them. And uh, like they, they definitely have upside. They've, they've been averaging 5.6 fantasy points a game. If they get me five or six for 1.8, I'm thrilled to just be done with the defense position. And with so many other places to pay up, I feel like on DraftKings, you've got to punt Redskins. My only thing I don't like is that they'll probably be like 35% owned. So you're not going to win anything if they do well. For GPP, at least. For cash games, I'm definitely using Washington on either site. They're also the cheapest on FanDuel tags. Are you going Washington or do you have someone else in mind? No, it's Washington for me too. Like you guys just had the reasons. Like it, it's just too good of a matchup. And the other teams that I feel comfortable about are like you're paying like $1,000 more to get up to him. So uh, knowing that we're really struggling with wide receivers this week, and if you want to fit in some of those guys, definitely go Washington. All right, guys, we're going to go GPP here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about one of the new sponsors of our show, Feels. 
Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or maybe have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Many of us do. Personally, I dislocated my hip in high school and my hip still hurts, especially when it gets cold. I was searching for anything that would help and then I discovered Feels. Feels is a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Like when I would go out and golf, my hip would kill me all day. But I just started using Feels and it's never a problem anymore. I'm not exaggerating. It's not a problem whatsoever when I use Feels. All you have to do is just place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and you'll feel the difference within minutes. It's really easy to do. There's like a little book that comes with it when you open the Feels package and explains exactly how to use it. You can't mess it up. It's super easy to use. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide you through personal experience. I think this is the best thing that they do. Like the product is awesome, but if you want to call and just talk to a real person, they'll explain everything about it. Their customer support is absolutely amazing. Guys, Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover, or addiction, join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel anytime you like. Feels has me feeling my best every single day, and when I go golfing, my hip doesn't bother me. It can do the same for you. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash fantasy pros, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash fantasy pros to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash fantasy pros. All right, let's circle back around and go GPP. We'll start at the DST position. Is there a GPP uh, contrarian play that you're fond of, Justin? I've really just been building with the Redskins, um, but if I was going to go to the other side of the ball, I might pay up for Bills D. Uh, I think if Haskins gets the start, he has been a disaster. Uh, he could easily throw seven and a half interceptions. Like... <laughs> That might be the projection for him. <laughs> I'm a, I'm like a former Redskins fan this past offseason. I gave up my allegiance. Former? <laughs> I, 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 that's how bad it is. I refuse to support Dan Snyder anymore. He's botched this. In- do, do you have a new team yet? No, I'm a free agent. Be a Jags fan with me. We can be the only two Jags fans. This offseason, I did say that I was... I said I, I was going to become a Niners fan, but now I can't do it. They're too good. I feel like it's uh, I, I missed the wagon. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll hop on the Jags bandwagon before it's too late. Minshew's a stud. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Tags, who do you like for GPP? But they're going to bench him for full, so that's fun. Oh, uh, don't say that. <laughs> no, I, I, they better not. Uh, but with how much they paid fulls, I don't know what they're going to do with them. Uh, so I will say that the Browns are... Um, I'm showing the ownership here is like under 10% uh, for them. That would be somewhat I'd consider in tournaments, 3,100 playing against Brandon Allen. I mean, it's on the road, which is obviously not ideal. Um, but if you wanted to play someone at home, I think the, the Eagles at 3K are a good play against Trubisky. He's been struggling. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, I know they haven't been like a great defense this year. But again, Trubisky hasn't been a very good quarterback. And if they're forced to throw the ball, it could be rough, man. Justin, you talked about Philip Rivers not being very good lately. How about those Green Bay Packers at 3400 Nobody's going to pay up for the Green Bay Packers at that price. Um, I think there's a chance that they get in the end zone. And if they do and nobody owns them, that's how you win a million bucks. Yeah. No, I mean, that's when you're building a super contrarian GDP lineup, defense is the easiest position to go get 1% ownership. And it just takes one play, one mistake for an eight-point swing on a pick and a touchdown. So... Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that, but I won't be doing it because I'll have Keenan Allen and possibly Rivers. But but I do think it, it can work. And uh, on unlike single game slates, and you like to play just one single shot, right? You put like one lineup in 15 different GPP contests, and if you win, you win them all. Yeah, I, that's I I have either really big weeks or, or really bad weeks, but I I like going one lineup. I guess I, you know when I started playing DFS a long time ago, whenever I would try to make multiple lineups, I found that. I hated losing money on my suboptimal picks. And I just thought, I'm just going to, there's enough GBPs in this lobby that if I want to get 10K on this team, I can. So I'm just going to join every GBP one time. So that's kind of been my strategy for years. And, and it makes it a lot more fun because you're just rooting for a couple guys. Exactly. I think it's really, I hate being like, oh, I, I need this guy in this lineup, but, I, but it would hurt me in this one. And uh, to me, that ruins the fun. And, and I've had success, you know, financially doing it this way. So I feel like might as well do what's fun. And yeah. You mentioned going contrarian at DST is the easiest way, but what if you went Ryan Griffin last week and he got two touchdowns? Is there some random dork who could catch two touchdowns this week at the tight end position? 
There always is. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but there always is. It's Jacob Hollister against the Tampa Bay Bucks because he's getting targets. Russell Wilson loves the tight ends. It doesn't matter if Hollister is any good. Um, if he gets targets in the end zone and it's against the Bucks secondary, I could see him getting in the end zone once or twice. Yeah, I could see it. Tags, do you have somebody? Uh, I like Hawkinson. 3,700. I mean, again, like I, I know Pete, he's going to be really popular, but yeah, I mean, he, he could definitely go off for sure. Yeah. Tight end is usually when I stick with the, the, the guys I play in cash in tournaments because I just don't want to mess around. The reason I'm playing them in cash is because they're, they're, they're getting targets and I just predicting touchdowns is a fickle thing and I hate doing it. Uh, so Eric Ebron would be a guy that you can consider in tournaments as well. Sure. Yeah. That's a good call. Justin, you have a, a tight end you want to throw in? I don't really. I, I already kind of threw out Cameron Bray who would be, and Johnny Smith would kind of be like the lowest that I would go most likely. Um, but I, I'd probably end, end up on Ertz, to be honest. All right, guys. Wide receiver position for GPP. Um, we've already talked about a couple guys that, that always make a lot of sense for GPP. Robbie Anderson's my very favorite this week because um, he is big play or absolute disappearance. Um, that's what you want in GPP sometimes. Tags, do you have a couple guys? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marvin Jones is a guy that uh, we talked about Galladay and the reason that you don't want to pay up for him just because it's like difficult to know when he's going to get the targets. Like it seems like it's it seems like it should be his week. Uh, but Marvin Jones could also go off at 6K. One of my favorites is DK Metcalf at 57. Like plays on the left side of the formation. That's where a lot of his production comes from. That's where the Bucks have been burned continually. Uh, I do expect that game to be high scoring. So Metcalf is a guy I like. Lockett's obviously a good play, but. Uh, uh, DK is uh, the one that's cheaper and has that big play upside. And then John Brown, because nobody's going to play him just being with his price point where it's at. I think he'll be fairly popular. I don't know if he's going to be, though, like with the, the players around there, like Keenan Allen around there, Marvin Jones around there, DK around there. I, I just think people are going to say, well, they're going to blow out the Redskins. They're probably not going to throw the ball a whole lot. But John Brown, did you know that they have yet to connect on like a 40 yard pass this year? Like that's going to come at some point. Um, so if that happens, it's like, you're going to see his numbers explode because he's getting the targets. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to be that highly owned, but I could be wrong. I do think that'll come, but I don't know if it's going to be in a windy game. Yeah. I, Alan, Alan throwing in the wind has not looked good yet. <laughs> All right, guys. One play that I absolutely love this week for GPP is Terry McLaurin. Like you can say, well, hold on a second. He's going up against Buffalo. He's going up against Tredavious White. Didn't we say the same thing when he was going up against Dallas and Chicago in weeks two and three, and he shredded them? I mean, we're getting someone who could put up an elite game at a mid-tier price because he hasn't been as good lately, but he's really good. Yeah, he's an elite talent. Do you trust him if if he has Haskins starting? I mean, if Haskins has to throw 35 passes playing from behind, no. I think that McLaurin can have a big game. Yeah, I agree. I was just wondering what you thought. Can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to bet on Haskins, but for GPP... I'm taking a shot. I mean, he's going to be, what, 2% owned? I'm taking a shot that Terry McLaurin has a 1-20 in 20 game. If that happens, I improve my chances of winning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but then you got to hit everywhere else. I, I can't do it. I mean, you have to hit everywhere else no matter what in GPP every week, too. So, like... Uh, it depends on the tournaments you're playing. I mean, if you're playing the Millie Maker, sure, but... That's what I'm talking about. I want, I, I'm not trying to win... $15,000. I want a million tags. Justin, can we talk about that for a second? Like just for a quick second, because I know like, <laughs> obviously, you know, we got to move on. Like in terms of picking contests, it is the worst thing. Like in terms of your return to play the million makers, the worst thing ever. It's like legit. You're right. It's, it's terrible. I I've actually moved into tournaments where it's like, if you search for tournaments with under, you know, a hundred thousand people, maybe even under 50,000 people, you can play it a little bit closer to the vest. You don't have to take such crazy, like obnoxious shots on players. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to look for 2% ownership. You know what I love to play in? I, I like to play in the satellite competitions um, because there's always a lot of money left on the table, especially when it's a satellite competition to an NBA contest. I love playing in those epic monster contests on FanDuel where it's like, if you win, you get a $444 ticket and it's like, okay, so there's 480 people in the contest, but then only 280 people submit entries. So you're like basically getting a, uh, you know, two tickets for one. If you win, then it really does pay off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to play in those big ones. I do. I join those too. Whenever there, if there's overlay, I'm in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any other wide receivers that you like, Justin, for GPP? Yeah, I have a few shots. Uh, so Corey Davis is a guy that I thought works really well with Tannehill. All last week was just such a bust, burned everybody who trusted him. So going back there is going to be pretty contrarian. Uh, Demarius Thomas is like top of my list. He's projected under 2% ownership. I don't think that'll end up being accurate. I think he'll be a little higher than that, but still really like him as we talked about. And then the last guy, 
uh, is, is T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I think that he's kind of a guy that doesn't seem to really fit when it's like a good matchup, doesn't really go off, when it's a bad matchup, you know. So he's just kind of all over the place. So I like taking shots on him when people forget about him. He reminds me of Mike Evans in Cooper Cup last week, like not the best plays in the world, but could definitely go off. And so as a result, they're all going to be white and GPP 6% owned. Um, and if you get a guy like that who goes for 160 yards and two touchdowns, T.Y. Hilton's done that how many times in his career? That's a really good call. I love Allen Robinson. And the last play I want to mention is Allen Lazard, the guy who's leading Aaron Rodgers' team in targets the last couple of weeks. Marquez Valdez-Scantling's been missing practice. Devontae Adams is unlikely to play again. I think Lazard could lead this team in targets and go off for a big game. You could. And Rodgers loves him. Yes, he does. He absolutely loves him. He's $3,900 on DraftKings. Tags, we're going to the running back position in your first. Who do you have in mind? Uh, tournaments, uh, I, I I don't like him in cash at all. Like, like don't at all. Uh, Chris Carson at 7,200. Uh, nobody's going to play him just because like the, the running backs that are available this week. There's so many good running back plays that people are going to be like, oh, it's Tampa Bay. We're not going to play Carson at 7,200. That's what I was going to say, man. Like, do you think he could go off against Tampa? I'm seeing him projected the fourth highest ownership. I was going to say he might be a good fade if he ends up that high. I wish we could know for sure. I would say if he is going to be that high, I would definitely say fit. I was, th- I was thinking more of like on a contrarian basis because I mean, it, that I'm projecting that as a high scoring game. He does get a lot of the goal line work. Like he's, he's totaled at least 20 touches, like as far as I can remember. Uh, and then Nick Chubb at 7,300, uh, like him quite a bit in a game that Cleveland, if they want to win a game, they're just going to, they're going to move the ball through Chubb. OBJ be covered by, uh, Chris Harris jr. It's a tough matchup. They, they did allow a 200 yard game to London Fournette. So Chubb at 73, those are the two guys that I were thinking about. That was my number two pick. I love the Chubb call. Yeah. Chubb, Chubb looks good. My number one pick is Marlon Mack. I mention him every single week in GPP. Like, sure, he's going up against Pittsburgh. They have a pretty good run defense. But what this really comes down to for Marlon Mack is, are they going to be playing from ahead? Maybe. If they do, he's going to get 25 touches. If they don't, okay, he's probably going to get 16 or 17. That's not great. But 25 touches, I don't care who you're playing. There's a chance he gets in the end zone multiple times. Uh, I think that he could be one of those guys, 5% on that goes off. He's been bad. Like uh, he had, he has been bad, but you know what? Give me 25 touches and I'll be, I'll be plenty happy. Nobody, no running back has gotten that against Pittsburgh. I don't think they will. Like they're not going to remain efficient. No running back has actually totaled 80 yards on the ground against Pittsburgh this year. Uh, no running back has finished better than RB 17. Yet you want to play Chris Carson against Tampa Bay, man. <laughs> well, that's going to be a high scoring game. Like that's why that he plays for a good offense. Like Marlon Mack doesn't. Like it's not a great offense in Indianapolis, and we top three offensive line in football. And the Steelers suck. Can can, can we all agree on that? Like in terms of their offense, their offense sucks. Can we agree on that? Yeah, it's. I don't think it's bad. <sighs> they've played some really hard teams, man. <laughs> you guys are on it. I'm I, I'm taking the guy in the higher scoring game. I will take Carson over Marlon Mack. When they have Samuels and Connor healthy, they can do some pretty cool stuff. Uh, with both of them on the field. I mean, they went up against New England, Seattle, San Francisco, Baltimore. They went up against Miami last week and they were fine. But I mean, I'm saying they've had some really tough matchups and uh, they've been playing with a third string quarterback. I don't think Mason, Mason Ruzov makes some really terrible decisions. You know who else does? Jameis Winston. They score a lot of points. Uh, Mason Rudolph's fine, man. I'll, fi- I'll fight for Mason Rudolph to my grave tags. I know you hate me for this, but I think he's been fine. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Mason Rudolph guy anymore. Like in college, he he still got a career 100 passer rating. I know. I mean, passer best in his draft class. Passer rating can lie. Um, Mitch Trubisky has a better career quarterback rating than some good quarterbacks. <sighs> oh, dude, I, I I just can't get behind Mason Rudolph. That's basically what it comes down to. I I just don't think that game's going to be very high scoring. Is that that's basically where I'm at with it? The game's in Pittsburgh too. The defense is where, like, the Pittsburgh's defense is actually really good. That, that's a. I'm betting the over on Mason Rudolph every week for the rest of the year. You can lock it in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's go to the quarterback position, GPP. As always, I'm going to mention. I have a GPP running back. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I totally skipped you. I was too excited about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never hear that line again. <laughs> All right. Who do you have, Justin? I, I like Le'Veon Bell. I, we, we touched on him earlier, but I'm seeing him projected really low owned. I think that whenever a player gets mentioned in trade talks right before the deadline, I've found the last few seasons that their ownership is lower than it should be the following week, as if they're going to like walk around with their head hung, you know, that they're in, as if they're not going to play hard. And that just hasn't been the case. It's a totally BS narrative. And so I like going after a guy like... Maybe it pisses him off even more. Yeah, maybe he runs harder to say, you know, you, you should value me more. So... 
He's kind of overpriced relative to what he's been lately, but he's playing Miami. So the, the matchup is phenomenal. He could catch a ton of passes. And like you said, the Jets have had such brutal matchups lately. And I don't think that their offense is as bad as people think. So I'm kind of liking like a Bell, Demarius Thomas stack of that offense, run it back with Walton. Uh, I'm really considering stacking that game. So that's kind of my GPP move is to, is to the game stack that. Is there any chance that it's a Jamal Williams week? We've seen this twice so far this season where Aaron Jones is the man. And then it's like, hold on a second. We're winning this game by two touchdowns. Here you go, Jamal Williams. 20 touches. <laughs> I, there is a chance. I have some interesting uh, data on Jones if we have time that I think is concerning. His biggest games in terms of like expected fantasy points came with uh, Jamal Williams out and Devontae Adams out. And I think people are forgetting that Adams has been out for the last four weeks. And everyone's like, oh, finally, they trust Aaron Jones. Maybe not. Maybe once Devontae Adams comes back, he goes right back to like weeks. Week one, he had 7.6 expected fantasy, 10.5 in week three. He could easily drop all the way back down to that. And he's coming off a matchup with the Chiefs who are like, you know, such a funnel to running backs to the point where Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones both smashed value in the same week. That's how bad the Chiefs are against running backs. He has more than 13 carries just twice all season. All season. I don't understand what Green Bay is doing. The guy's a monster. Yeah, Jamal Williams, I mean, he's had, I mean, over the last two weeks, um, seven touches, 10 touches. I mean, that's just like a Duke Johnson type territory. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just think there's probably a 10% chance that Jamal Williams has a big game and uh, nobody would play him because it just doesn't make a ton of sense. But, you know, those things do happen with the Green Bay Packers offense. Guys over at the quarterback position, I mention it every single week. Russell Wilson has a chance to score 40 fantasy points. Josh Allen, because of his legs, uh, especially with the wind, we saw last week he ran the ball a lot more. He led this team in rushing. He's got a chance to score 30-plus fantasy points. If I'm playing GPP, these are my two favorite plays. And uh, Mitch Trubisky against Philadelphia. Tags, I know he's really been disappointing. But can't Mitch Trubisky go off if he decides to run the ball? Yes, he was actually one of the guys that I had in my lineup. Like um, Philadelphia, I mean, that the only avenue to move the ball against them is through the air. And it's very possible, guys, that Mitch Trubisky, like I've said it, I'll say it again, is that he's aiming the ball. He's not throwing the ball. He's like legit in his head. He, he, he's been a head case ever since he came into the league. He got over it as the, like, after the first three games last year, it's like he got confidence and he started playing better. At some point, with all these people asking Matt Nagy now, like, are you going to bench Mitch Trubisky? And he's like, no, we're going to keep him out there. And with all these questions, at some point, Mitch has to just say, F it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play football. And if it's not good enough, it's not good enough. And I really do hope that happens sooner rather than later, because I, if, I feel bad for guys that are struggling. You could tell he wants to be great. He just he hasn't done it. And we've seen flashes before. And when you have a mobile quarterback for a four week stretch, he was the best quarterback in football. And it wasn't even cl- well for best fantasy quarterback in football. The history of fantasy football he has a top 10 quarterback performance. So it's like we've seen flashes, right? It's like it's weird that he's not running the ball as much, but. I mean, against Philadelphia, he did play well against them in the playoff game last year. Uh, the thing is, Doug Peterson, obviously, and Jim Schwartz, they know that offense uh, very well. It hasn't been particularly called very well. But again, in tournaments, I have no problem with Mitch. Yeah, and if they get behind, they're going to pass the ball 45 times like they did in week one, 54 times like they did in week seven. I think there's some upsides. What do you think, Justin? Definitely upside there. At some point when a guy is not running and I'm expecting him to and he just keeps not running, at some point I start to think, okay, well, there must be a reason. Like, he must be injured or something. And so I kind of end up staying away from, I find that, like that's something that I just doesn't usually end up regressing the way that you think is a guy who's not running but should be. But it's definitely upside for sure. They will pass at will if they fall behind. Um, so that's exciting. Pivot for GPP quarterback uh, is Jacoby Brissett, stacking with T.Y. Hilton and uh see what you can get out of him he has more upside than people realize um they pass a lot when they get down near the goal line and uh you know he's he can run a little bit too so he's a great athlete and i would i'm expecting him to be under five percent owned any other quarterbacks you guys want to talk about not really i mean Derek carr would be more of a tournament play for me i know you guys mentioned him for cash uh that a, a potential but he's been too up and down throughout his career for me to trust him in cash so in tournaments i like him all right, guys, let's give our cash lock of the week. Justin, you're first. I'm going to have to go with Godwin. I think that he's the safest receiver on the board. All right, Tags, who's your guy? You going Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey or bust every week. And, like, that's the thing is <laughs> I'm paying for him. I'm willing to, again, Christian McCaffrey, RB1, no matter what. So I'm going totally different here. I almost always go with a running back. I think I went with a wide receiver once. I went with uh, Austin Hooper last week. 
I'm going DST this week. There is no chance I'm entering a lineup without Washington as my defense. It just doesn't make sense without how they've been playing lately, who they're going against, how cheap they are, and all the money I need to save for the running back position. I'm definitely using Washington cash. I like it. Love it. Oh, and don't forget Jalen Samuels if, if Connor's out. Right. Yes, that's a great call. Jalen Samuels would be the lock. That's true. All right. GPP stack of the week. Justin, it sounds like you're going uh, Jets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to play Darnold, but uh, yeah, I guess Jets. Yes, great. You know what? Mine's not a stack. <laughs> Mine's not a traditional stack. It's a game stack. So it's uh, it's Bell, Walton, and Demarius Thomas. That'll be my GPP stack. Damn, I would I, I should have mentioned Sam Darnold in, in the tournament section because nobody's going to play him. Yeah, that's I I thought about him too. That's a good one. Tags, who do you have for GPP stack? Uh, mine would be Jameis Winston, Chris Godwin, and DK Metcalf all together. Have you guys seen Sam Darnold's price? 59? Yeah. It's stupid high. Like, I don't know why, yeah. but I mean, it's because they're playing the Dolphins. And that's why, like, the ownership is going to be lower than it should be against the Dolphins. Like, yeah, it'll probably be almost zero. As I mentioned, if you play the narrative that Gase wants to stick it to his old team, if you get him under 5% ownership, usually I don't really care about ownership of quarterbacks, but um, he's an easy guy to stack with, like cheap options. Oh, you'll for sure get him that low. All right, guys, and I'm going back to the Green Bay Packers this week after a week off. It worked out really well for me two weeks ago, and I think that, you you know, because Aaron Rodgers is missing Devontae Adams and people don't really know who he's going to throw to, I think you can find a lot of interesting stacks with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones, thinking maybe he just throws to Aaron Jones out of the backfield again and Lazard catches a big play, gets over 100 yards. I don't think many people are going to use that trio, Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Alan Lazard. I just I, I hate the slow paced nature of the games against the Chargers. That's my only concern there. But I mean, it's not bad betting in terms of like per play production. That secondary is atrocious right now. Yep. All right, guys, that's all for today's show. Justin, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, guys. And I want to say thanks to the sponsors of today's show. Feels go to feels.com slash fantasy pros to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first CBD order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash fantasy pros. F-E-A-L-S dot com slash fantasy pros. And also BetMGM. Guys, if you live close to New Jersey, you have to take advantage of this offer. You can place a $1 bet on the Patriots money line against the Ravens this weekend. And if the Patriots score a single point, and they always do, they're going to pay you $100 at BetMGM. Go to fantasypros.com slash Patriots to take advantage of this. And again, you have to be new at BetMGM, and you have to be physically located in New Jersey. You don't have to live there. You just have to be there when you make the bet. And thanks also to Pristine Auction. You guys are going to love Pristine Auction. Find something, many things that you love for your year cave. Go to pristineauction.com, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. And also while you're at it, make sure to enter the contest. We're giving away a signed Julian Edelman Patriots helmet. Go to fantasypros.com slash contest. And again, the contest ends tonight. October 31st at 11.59 Eastern. And also while you're building DFS lineups, make sure to check out our DFS optimizer at fantasypros.com slash optimizer. I'm not kidding. It is going to save you hours and really enhance your chance of winning. That's fantasypros.com slash optimizer. For Justin McMahon and Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.